0: Welcome to the Runners Connect, Run
1: to the Top, Extra Kick, Extra Kick podcast. Hey, this is Coach Rory and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Run to the Top, Extra Kick podcast. I'm sitting down here with Coach Dylan today and we're going to dive right into the topic. We are discussing, uh, put simply, the pros and cons of social media In terms of the impact it has had on running in recent years. So there's definitely some advantages and disadvantages, which we'll be getting into. We first thought about this topic. uh, I think we were just chatting the other day casually. And we kind of mentioned how, you know, it's cool. You can be on Strava and, and track what some of these really impressive athletes are doing every day. Uh, I know it can vary. Some athletes are kind of secretive. They they may hide their, their most coveted or secret workout, so you don't see what it is. But a lot of other athletes will put everything out there. They'll even give you details, which is pretty unique. I mean, you can have insight into almost an Olympian's minds, know what they're thinking and how they're feeling in a workout. Whereas even years or decades ago, you'd kind of admire what they did and maybe just guess what they may have been doing or feeling. Uh they could tell you perhaps in an interview but you're getting this all at your fingertips. So that would be kind of one of the major advantages that comes to mind first. And maybe before I even get to a pro, do you want to expand on that, Dylan? Uh Coach Dylan, is there any do you like that aspect of Strava and similar apps? Yeah, I mean, I definitely
0: think that you know, if we're just talking about the pros of social media, whether that's Strava or people posting to their Instagrams or Facebook or whatever other medium they use, I definitely believe that, yeah, I mean, we live in in the information age. So, you know, having this, you know, more an increase in information within the sport is definitely going to be helpful for, for those of us who are trying to better ourselves and trying to, you know, ultimately get into the minds of the masters, trying to see like, what are the people who are very successful doing? What are they doing on a daily basis that I'm not doing, and how can I get there? Now, this can also translate into some comparison traps, of course, but with anything that we're trying to do, it's, it's good to look at what the best of the best are doing and then trying to dial that back and allow yourself to learn the principles and, and see what it is from, from those people that you can learn. So definitely, you know, when you're seeing these posts on, on Strava... You know, on your other social media sites like Instagram or whatnot, you're definitely seeing, you know, a little bit of a peek in the window. You know, you're looking through the window of somebody's life. Um, and it doesn't tell the entire picture, but it definitely allows you to be able to see, you know, what, what exactly someone might be doing and, and how that could be helpful. You know, when social media wasn't such a thing, you know, then when that was non existent, there wasn't much as much publicity. Of what exactly all these people are doing, and sure, there's still a lot of silence. There's still a lot of uh, vague um, posting, and you know, you know, not everything is there. Not a thing is clear cut. You're not seeing the day to day, but at least you're getting more information based on, you know, certain athletes, and you're kind of. It's cool to see, you know, even as a an elite athlete myself, I follow tons of other elite athletes, and I like to see what they're doing. I write it down. Um, you know, it kind of gives me some inform, um, information and inspiration because it allows me to see, you know, maybe ways in which I could potentially improve, but it also allows me to see, oh, you know, this is how this workout was
1: done. This is why it was done. And maybe I can help apply it to my athletes. Great point. I think you kind of uh, referenced some of the comparison traps and were alluding to some of the cons. So maybe let's get into that aspect because it seems like we're in agreement of the, the pros. So you mentioned um I was mostly talking about Strava you you referenced Instagram and Facebook. I think it's great to see pictures of especially I like trail running. I like to see pictures of uh what people are doing out on the trails so I can kind of see if it's a spot I want to trek to and if it's it's worth the journey. So I think that's all great. I guess one of the downsides of that you reference comparing yourself sometimes you it can kind of be, I don't know if I want to say depressing, uh, scrolling through Instagram, but maybe if you're living in a different region, I've lived in some really boring places where there's nowhere to run. You just see all your friends traveling to these incredible places, or perhaps they, they have the money, you know, to travel and, or even doing international races, even though you're happy for them. And it's cool to see you're also feeling kind of down on yourself like, hey, I'm just scraping by, you know, I got to pay bills and I'm, I'm paying to put the kids through college and man, I wish I could do that or my job doesn't let me take time off to, to do a whole race weekend. So. so that might be one of the negatives, even though you could argue that might be selfish in one way. Uh, another way, I, I think I'm going to go back to Strava. I see one, one issue that I have. Um, I've seen it with some of my athletes. I think on a day-to-day basis, Strava can be problematic. I've even been running with friends, and we're doing a casual run, easy miles, and they'll be aware that there's a segment on the course, and they will speed up just for the sake of trying to climb higher on the leaderboard or maybe get ahead of their friends or perhaps even get a crown disregarding the fact they may have done a hard workout previously. They're coming off a race and it just gets you to this point where you're, you know, watching to see your stats after every single run. I don't think there's an issue with that feature. I love to compare segments and see how I stack against some top athletes. If it's a long run where I had a workout built in, I definitely want to compare, but I see a, a major issue with just the day-to-day runs and what it almost kind of compels you to do. Do you think that's an issue you see with athletes or yourself?
0: Yeah, I definitely feel as though people take Strava a little bit too seriously. Strava is really cool in that it brings a lot of people together. It brings runners and cyclists and swimmers and, and people of uh, endurance activities. It brings us together, allows us to see what other each other is doing and kind of provides that camaraderie, which is which is really cool. Um, what I don't care so much about is exactly, you know, as you said, is, you know, the, the, the segments and then, you know, the extra analytics and everything. I'm not a really big stats guy. I like to keep track of my weekly mileage. I like to, you know, I like to make sure that I'm hitting my paces and my workouts and that sort of thing. But all the other stuff is just kind of like, it's just feeder. You don't really need it. People can use it for sure. But I'm not really, I'm, again, I'm, I'm definitely someone who relies more on perception and effort and knowing where this is in relation to uh, the specificity of what I'm training for. And Strava is one of those things that kind of, um, you know, if you kind of have that personality, you will completely lean into it. Um, and then Strava becomes your training, whereas your training should be your training, not what the numbers say. That's my big issue with Strava. Otherwise, I mean again, I love looking at people's workouts. I love looking at people's mileage. I love doing that sort of stuff and, you know, in that in that way, you know, it has its pros and it also has its cons. You know, if we're adding on to other cons here, um we can talk about, you know, other other social media aspects and sort of things and, you know, I'm around a lot of people, a lot of professional athletes and, you know, I know them as people and then, you know, but I also know their internet personalities too. And so my big issue is that when you're when you're on like an Instagram and you're you're scrolling through the feed and everything and you're looking at somebody's posts and maybe a professional athlete or something like that, I don't feel as though everybody is genuine. And again, this is just from my personal experience as an elite athlete and and working and and running with other elite athletes. People have personas and people want to give off what they want to give off. They don't really show you everything. So I don't like the idea that these social media sites are showing you all the good things, but not necessarily showing you the true things. And so, you know, we as up and coming athletes and seeing professional athletes, we think that everybody's just clean and polished and they're living this just uh, elaborate and, and wonderful life where, you know, they train and they feel great and, you know, everything's good and they go to nice places and take good photos. Um, but in reality, it's not. It's not like that, you know, most professional athletes, so most professional runners that I know, um, they sit around all day. You know, like they go for a run in the morning, they hang out, eat, sleep, go for a run in the afternoon. It's it's pretty, you know, simple there. I mean, you're and there's a lot of space. Not everybody does this, of course, but um, you know, I think it's important that we understand that professional athletes live different lives than other runners. And we shouldn't base all of our thought and our perceptions and kind of how we change our lives based on what we're seeing on these social media sites. They can inspire you. They can motivate you. They can allow you to change and evolve. But at the end of the day, that has to be your decision um, and you shouldn't do it because somebody else is doing it.
1: That's a great point. Well said. It reminds me of what you see on just regular social media, even if you're not talking running. You know, people always have things going on in their lives behind the scenes, and they may not show that side uh, or that side of their personality online. And it's important to just be aware of that. Uh, I think that that kind of almost makes me want to conclude the episode this way. You referenced how a lot of maybe we're focusing on the pro athletes who we like to follow. They're not always telling the full story. Maybe we could just mention a couple of people that we follow that. We think are, you know, doing great things for the sport and are kind of vulnerable or or let you know what's going on with them. So, a couple that come to mind, um, I enjoy following them. I I have had the opportunity to meet both of them, and I, I just like how they they will definitely let you know when uh, they have highs and things are going well because they're talented athletes. You're probably going to know them, but they also will give you a little insight into their low points. So, uh, on the female side, I'm thinking of. Ali Kiefer, um, she's she has a a great account and kind of, you'll know if she's injured or not having a good stretch of training, and she'll let you know when things are going well. And she r- runs uh, primarily the road marathon. She's been uh, based in Texas for a while and has moved around a little bit. So she's great. And then I'm thinking of a local guy, uh, Rob Carr. You may know him. Uh, in fact, Coach Dylan as uh, worked in a camp with him and knows him better than I do. So he's won Leadville. What is that? He's won Leadville. He won Western states and Leadville, correct. won some major trail races and what's really cool about him uh, he he's very open about his dealings with mental health and depression. There's in fact, a great YouTube video. I can't think of the the title where he talks about this where he's running through the canyon and he just talks about how. There's some days he can't get out of bed and he talks about kind of turning that negative energy and using it to power him through the tough parts and run. So those are two people that come to mind. Do you want to send us off with some people?
0: Yeah, I think I'm I'm going to cross over with one of those. Um, I think Rob Carr, um, I think very highly of the, of the man um, I've worked with him several you know through several of his camps and he was one of the very first people who reached out to me when i moved to flagstaff so i'm very grateful for everything that he's been able to do for me um but i also got the chance to get to know him a little bit more as a person and see how he interacts around people and yeah i mean he's the real deal um i mean the guy you know used to work night shifts as a pharmacist used to work night shifts basically and then he kind of made his way into the sport um you know, he's kind of really shown, shown people how who suffer with mental illness, you know, depression, that sort of thing that kind of keeps people uh, a little bit sedated. He's been able to explore and allow people in our sport, at least, to be able to see that, you know, there is a point of vulnerability in everybody. Um, and he suffers through it very severely, but he also perseveres through it a lot too you know, he is not, he is a good demonstration of someone who has not given up, um, someone who still wakes up and, you know, even though some days he doesn't want to get out of bed, um, he still has life to him. And I think that's really important for people to see because, you know, mental illness is something that is serious. It's something that a lot of people experience and a lot of people don't understand how to deal with. And he's a really good example of someone who has to battle with, that on and off switch and ultimately how he's been able to successfully have a career while still managing these certain effects that cause his life, um, a lot of stress. So, and then on the other end of that, um, I will mention a female, um, if you're looking for someone to follow on social media who has only really recently come out and been a bit more vocal and about her struggles and that's Amelia Boone. She's obstacle, uh, obstacle course racer I can't, I can't remember exactly who she runs for or what um specific events but i would definitely check her out too she's been on a bunch of really uh big famous podcasts as well she's kind of in that field and she has a really good story especially for for women and she's really big with you know empowering people anybody to you know have healthy relationships with their body and i think that's important so i think those two are 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 two really good, solid choices for me. And that's who I would recommend if we were just to split it between two people.
1: All right. I think that's a good place to cut it. Thanks for listening in. If there's any other pros or cons you thought of regarding Strava social media, let us know whether it's um, through the website or our social media. And then also, are there some runners that we should be following or people that we should know about? Have a good run today.